Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beers end with lovers meeting. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. And someone's starting with a beer. This is called Mosaic Sunset New England IPA by Beer Tree Bruco, which is in Port Crane, New York. No idea where that is. Like Ukraine? Port Crane. 6.7% alcohol. It's okay. It's definitely all right. It definitely hits the spot right now. It's also slightly old. Definitely (laughs) had this for a little while. So it could have been slightly better before. But, you know, yeah, I definitely did not store it at 38 degrees Fahrenheit. Sorry. It's very chilly. That's your fridge temperature, typically. Yeah. I I have too much other beer in my fridge to (laughs) save every beer. Drink faster, Nate. I do, yeah. This uh, this relates to the book because at Hill House, they really are told not to go outside after sunset. Ooh. Oh, that's true. So the Hill House, Hunting of Hill House, uh, I think we said, did we say it already? came out in 1959, and it is widely considered one of the greatest ghost stories ever written. That is a lie we are all telling ourselves. That we're, if you like that book, don't listen to to everything from now on, except for the <laughs> except for the part about joining our Patreon. Other than that, ignore it because we're gonna we're gonna take such a huge shit on it. You're gonna think you stumbled into a German porn podcast. <laughs> so uh, the premise is probably it was familiar because there's actually been made several movies, though it has nothing to do with the extremely popular and really good Netflix series. Some of the character names are the same. That is, that's and, about it. And there is a place called Hill House that is maybe haunt, that is haunted. But the closer is the terrible movie The Haunting from like 1999 with um, Liam Neeson and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones and and one of the Wilson guys. I think Luke Wilson. Oh, and fucked Wilson. up nose. Oh, Owen Wilson. That's the same. That's actually based directly on the book, though they changed the ending to make it much more dramatic and Hollywood friendly. It also sucks balls. I don't know if I made that clear. That's terrible. Maybe because the source material is bad. There's also a movie from the 60s that I've never seen, and I can't imagine it's good. So the plot is that Dr. Montague is a... Is that how you say it? Montague. Montague. Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I was reading it fast, and I scrambled the letters around, and I did not... I put that U in the wrong place. I mean, Whoops. I did listen to the audiobook because I was like, this is going to be dumb. I'm just going to have to listen to the audiobook. And I was right. But still, it's like, have you have you never read Romeo and Juliet? I mean, it's... Uh, I never did, actually, in school. We read uh, Macbeth when that... Like, the, the year you're supposed to read a Shakespeare play. And they're like, they're all interchangeable. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, We've not done any Shakespeare on this podcast that we did do Fool. That's the closest we've gone. So actually, uh, I don't know shit about it. All right, Montague. Whoops. All right. Well, he's a doctor of anthropology. So I don't really respect him enough to say his name right anyway. Because he... Anthropology is a real thing. Ghost anthropology is Exactly. Not. He he clearly like did some garbage doctoral work. Because what he's doing with his PhD... It was the 50s. There was actual work to be done still like now if you're an anthropologist you hang out in a in like a housing project for three weeks and you're like that's it that's sociology (laughs) that's even dumb that's true he he had to like go hang out in the jungle and shit and like speak to tribes that don't have words for numbers and stuff it's almost as dumb as symbology in those dan brown books at least anthropology is a real thing in name (laughs) it is (laughs) symbology not even close no well, it's like in Ghostbusters where he says, I've got two PhDs, one in psychology and one in parapsychology. It's like, where did you get a PhD in parapsychology? Is that a thing? That's not a thing. So this is unrelated to the book, but I just re- just watched the Poltergeist remake. Did you see that from like five years ago? they from? remake it? They made a new version of Poltergeist with Sam Rockwell in 2015 or so. Oh, I didn't even know they did that. It was... Her- I actually really like the original Poltergeist, though I have not seen it in a long time. I'm sure it's kind of slow now, and the special effects yeah, are probably I, I actually have seen it, and it, it, still, it still holds up. Well, the new one was just dog shit. Um, but instead of contact... You know, in the, like that weird... Uh, we're not supposed to say at midget, but whatever that lady little person. is. <laughs> and, but she's Tiny not lady. little. Little she's person. Very, she's really stout. Um, she's uh, Joe Bennett. No, not Joe. Joe March. The little woman. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's a, that's a callback. Uh, 
But then when he's like, this house is clean. Like that creepy little lady. And yeah. I think her real name is Zelda uh, or something like that. Anyway, she, they just find this woman. And I guess, I don't remember how they find her in the movies, like in the phone book or something. <laughs> it's 1982. I don't know be, how you found, yeah. how you found psychics back then. But anyway, uh, in the remake, they just con they go like at the local university. There's the parapsychology department, and it's one bookish lady professor. Who, Is this Liberty University? I think it was uh, University of Phoenix, and they have, <laughs> online. Um, yeah, they're the only ones in a building. <laughs> uh, so that's they're her, like th- it's uh, she and like three grad students, like schlubs of, of startling ethnic diversity. There was like one uh, gawky white guy, a black girl, and, I, and maybe like an ambiguous third person. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, a, a United Colors of Benetton ad. But they, uh, that's, that's how they find it. Like they, there's like an actual university thing it's like the pe- on the professor of parapsychology, which is not so real. SUNY that is not- Oniota. <laughs> uh, I, 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 think I have respect for the SUNY system. I would not, I would not <laughs> slander them like that. Maybe that dumb college where you could major in blacksmithing. Has such a thing? Oh yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah, is it Smith? You guys always make fun of it. Oh, and I still I say it is Smith, isn't it? No, Smith is. Um, is it Hampshire? Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is in well, Massachusetts, for the record. Yeah, well, it's, it's not it's, new. It's, it's Hampshire. old Hampshire. Yeah, <laughs> it's the OG. Uh, so anyway, that, that's what I thought of when I was reading this uh, stupid book because, like, that, that, that's not. For, it's not what I mean. I. I as Nate will agree, I'm sure, as people who, who majored in the social studies, that's not what anthropology is. It's not hunting for ghosts. No. <laughs> <laughs> of course, neither is what Indiana Jones does. That's not it either. But, well, you know. Though, though technically, archaeology falls under the aegis of anthropology. But what Indiana Jones was doing was not archaeology, so it still doesn't count. That's true. Before I went to, uh, before I went to music school, I was an anthropology major. In regular college, because you were like, "How can I make this less useful?" Let me go to music <laughs> school. Prim- primatology <laughs> falls under it, and physical anthropology falls under it. So, like the study of like the physical evolution of humanity, like yeah, yeah. the proto-humans. Yeah, yeah. that's Ooh, also Australopithecus. Mm. Yeah, it's and anything cranium. with, with uh, monkeys and apes is also anthropology. Anyway, anthropology is not hunting for ghosts in what felt like the British countryside. I'm not really sure. I think that's where they were. It's like New England. It was hard to tell. There was some. I got a very. English it was vibe deliberately vague. Well, it was more like a you know a Victorian country house, Victorian estate. But I didn't think it was actually in England. I, th- I really thought it was. It, it's America because uh, they don't speak with U's in their words where they don't belong. Well, Shirley Jackson's an American uh, writer. Was it's more likely just some rural uh, New England northeastern state or even I mean, midwestern. Wherever it was, apparently it's a haunted house, and this doctor of anthropology, when he's not busy making kinship charts, he is because this is all I remember. That's a big part of anthropology. (laughs) Is uh, he's like, I'm going to make a experiment, and I have grant money somehow, and we're going to rent a haunted house over the summer. And his scientific method of studying ghosts is to find a bunch of people who might be interested in ghosts. (laughs) And who have, maybe have latent psychic abilities, because that's also science. And they're just going to keep a a detailed journal as they hang out and drink a lot of brandy. That's pretty much what they did. Oh my God, they drink brandy like water. Well, they go to to this house because it's... (laughs) That'll make you see things. (laughs) terrible about it. Uh, It has an evil energy about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, This is from Evil Twin NYC, from their seltzer brand, Evil Water, and it's called Energy. And it is a pastry seltzer, whatever the fuck that means, made with energy drink syrup. So it's, oh, my God. It's just Red Bull seltzer, like Red <laughs> Bull with alcohol in it. So it's, it's Four loco. They've remade Four loco. That was a douchebag drink years ago, like Red Bull and vodka. Dude, that's still a douchebag drink. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> when it became, a, when it came out, it's it's... It's emergence into the world. And I, I didn't even yeah. drink at the time. I was like, that just sounds like something assholes drink. And then you'd see a guy in a tracksuit, like, give me another vodka and Red Bull, bro. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a pharmacy. It's, dude. A, big, it's a big club drink. Uh, this tastes like Red Bull, it's, it, but actually less gross because uh, it's not as syrupy as Red Bull is. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, I, had, I, I don't know what I'm going to do the other couple cans of this. I bought. What's, the, uh, what's the ABV on that thing? Four and a half. 
So that's, no, barely counts. Yeah, but I guess, but it's just, I mean, I don't know. Pour some liquor in it. Maybe Pour some vodka. Put in a it. vodka there. <laughs> yeah, a Red Bull <laughs> seltzer in vodka. <laughs> it's this is this is not my thing, but it was cool. Could could try. There's a lot of beers Evil Twin makes where they just put the syrup of another commercial product into it, and they're like, "That's a beer now." Like they did several different Mountain Dew ones. They've got a big Excel spreadsheet somewhere, and they just made a list. And it's like, okay, next, and they're just going down the list. And they're just doing syrups. all the convert, all the combinations <laughs> and permutations. These are our ingredients. This is what it's we're going to call it, and then it's just you know go down diagonally. Well, I'm a sucker, and I buy them almost every week, so I guess it's working. Though today, one of their new beers sold out in literally two minutes online. Jesus. And I was, I was like, oh, it goes on sale at noon. I better finish, you know, whatever bullshit I'm doing. And it was like 12.09. It was sold out. And I saw all the angry beer nerd comments. I'm like, I was processing my order at 12.01 and it sold out. <laughs> what was the beer? Uh, a sour with blackberry, blueberry, and cacao nibs, which sounded really, really fucking good. But alas. Okay. Alas. So evil energy. The house is haunted and, uh, you know... But it's not made explicit, at least not in the beginning, you know, that it's like a ghost of a specific person. It's like, it's like there's, it's haunted. There's some spookiness. So uh, he's, his experiment is he gets, he sends out letters to like, it's a very detailed process of how, it's like, it's if you're reading the introduction to his shitty book, how he sent letters to all these people and like had to look he's at doing them. the scientific method. Yeah. But basically it comes down to he has two schlubs that show up. <laughs> two people are like, all right, I'll do that. And our, our other, our two female main characters, Eleanor and Theodora, who doesn't have a last name because she's so bohemian and cool and fucking obnoxious. Is she like an art person or something? Though, is she like. They don't really explain a lot of their backstory. Now, uh, not a joke. Was she supposed to be like a lesbian? Because they make several references to Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Right? Like to her roommate that's a lady. Yeah. But it's like marriage is like, no, it's like, I live with my friend. Like, okay. Like, gotcha. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the comments on like Goodreads also was like, was there a lot of like repression of gay stuff, like subtext in this? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just everywhere. All right. So those are our two main female leads. And then the other one is, uh, the dude, what the hell is his name? Luke. Luke. Oh yeah. That was a main character. I was one of the characters in, uh, he was Owen Wilson. No, but in the new Haunting of Hell House, was that the junkie one? Oh, yeah. The yeah, they reuse the characters in the Netflix show, but the story is not remotely the same. It's just the names and a house. And uh, Luke is the heir to Hill House, but he has nothing. He's like, I don't think he's ever even been there before. He, but be, be part of the deal is the family owner or something, a family representative has to be there to make sure like, nothing silly happens. Make sure they don't pee on any of the furniture. They don't steal the silverware, even though he would, because he's a dirtbag. So a family member has to be there to make sure that this totally empty property, that nothing happens to this totally empty property that nobody wants and kills people. Yeah, that's, it just, it was stupid. And, and uh, to maybe keep tabs on the full-time caretakers they have who don't stay in the house after dark. Basic, the lady is just basically Torgo. <laughs> She watches the house while the master is away. <laughs> yeah, she just has like seven lines. She just repeats over and over again. Everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with that lady? She's really creepy. Torgo is a reference to the greatest film ever made. Manos, the, the worst hands, film. Yeah, it's, it is the worst thing you'll ever see. Manos, The Hands of Fate. Deserving of its own entirely dedicated podcast. We digress. It's Please watch it. Pause. Go watch it. Take a cold shower afterwards. And then return. <laughs> you'll you'll be a, an improved person in some respect. Speaking of improved people, I'm going to drink this beer because I want to drink it. Uh, this is from Ghost Brewing Company. Mm, Ooh, spooky. and it's called Afterlife. This is a aged Kentucky style common brewed with chocolate and cherries. Five point eight percent. That sounds like one of those weird sex moves you read about on the internet. Gave Kentucky her style a common. Kentucky style common. I think that's. I think that's when you bang a goat. I think that's when you. Uh, it has some. Has to have something to do with the derby. You know, like you. you when you have sex with a losing horse of the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is what it is. I don't know what a Kentucky style common is, uh, but this I've is interesting. Never heard it's, of that. it's quite malty. 
malt. It has lots of malt. It's got carabelge, flaked rye, flaked corn, and oats for the horse. <laughs> Where the heck is goat? I guess, are they from Kentucky? No, they are from Bayshore, New York. Is that the island? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's interesting. It's like a, it's quite malty, but it's still quite light. That's why it's common, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. But it's, all right, yeah. It's it's not like stellar. I won't give it that, but it's worth drinking. It's it's different. This Red Bull thing is fucking nasty. Oh, my God. Stop drinking it, man. I don't have another beer open yet. So, yeah, it's a good beer. Unlike this book, it's worth having. Ouch. Experienced. <laughs> All right, so everybody gets to the house. Uh, well, first, it's, uh, I want to say Eleanor. It's mostly from Eleanor's perspective, but I guess yeah. not entirely. She's the only right? one you hear there. You get their you know, thoughts Inner, and stuff. Yeah. So she gets there, and she's there first, or more like she comes up to the gate, the front gate, and the caretaker's a fucking asshole. He's like, who the fuck are you? I'm supposed to be here. Anyway, and there's finally... She's going to like, she wants to run him over with her car, but she doesn't, but he gets, she gets in anyway. She's such a shitty driver. She misses him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so then there, she's at the house and it's like, wow, this is really creepy. I mean, but the care, the, you know, Mrs. Dudley, there's Mr. Dudley and Mrs. Dudley who are the caretakers and Mrs. Dudley is there. And she's like, I don't stay past sunset, past mosaic sunset. So I, uh. Here's your room, and it's like this weird kind of upstairs room. Then a little while later, Theodora, 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 also shows up, and they're like, "Wow, okay, we have they put us in next, you know, next door rooms." They like go outside, and they're like, "This is this is definitely weird." And something happens to them outside, but and all the rooms are one color. Like you're in the blue room. Like I'm in the green room. I think that's the I'm common. about to be on TV. <laughs> I think that's a common thing in like old timey rich ghost houses. houses. I mean, like after a while, like you must like, decorating the house. You must have to just look like, look for a theme. You know, this will be the uh, house with all my Egyptian tchotchkes. <laughs> you just put bullshit <laughs> in the room and call it a thing. Then Luke shows up and Doctor Montague. Then they show up and then they're sort of like having you know Mrs. Dudley sets out dinner and then they have dinner and they just kind of talk and at first. Dr. Montague is saying, like, I'm not going to tell you what the fuck is going on because I don't want you to run away during the night. And the people are like, what the fuck, dude? Just tell (laughs) us anyway. He's like, all right. So then he, like, tells the history of the house, which is, like, some sad story about a rich guy who built it, who had it built, but then the day they were going to, day before they were going to move in, his wife died so he has just sort of take care of his two little His wife daughters. died coming to the house. Her carriage overturned in the driveway and killed her. She should have been driving. <laughs> <laughs> I think the horses were driving. <laughs> they gloss over that he has two other wives that just died mysteriously. That just gets thrown out and never brought up said again. The, the second died and they don't know why. And the third died of the consumption, but in Europe. And then he croaked shorty laughter. And he had um, dead kids. Him and the he has two, first two wife? daughters. The first wise. wife has two daughters, yeah. They have two daughters, but then, so then the daughter, as soon as, you know, when the father dies too, the daughters are sort of like taken away and they live somewhere else and the house is just kind of abandoned. But then, I think, but then they kind of, when they're grown, they come back, but then they're constantly fighting for the rest of their lives about like who owns the house. And then at one point, the sister that was living in the house you know, took in a maidservant slash lesbian lover who lived there for uh, d- the lesbian part. Was I? I thought spelled at out. I, at first, I thought there was some old timey rug munching, but later, when they say like when that when that older sister dies, it says like the the young maid lady was with was gallivanting with a young man from town. So, but the old lady might have been just banging her. Maybe it was like a Joe Exotic thing. Like she was just yeah, she was just gay for meth. She was just- or, yeah. or just wanted the inheritance because the the weird the maid from town person maid who was hired ended up inheriting the house and then this sister who wasn't living there was like but what the fuck it's my house too I inherit anyway so then they're fighting over that for like the rest of their lives and then 
That the maid kills herself, and then the maid kills herself, hangs herself at one point at, in the house, and the house passes down to the current owner, which is Luke's mother, aunt, Luke's oh, dragon Luke's of an aunt. Right now, yeah. it's his aunt. And this we arrive at today. Oh, who'd you say it's been? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I have a dumpy. I just want to drink something besides. <laughs> it's been at least twenty-four hours <laughs> at that point. Like, he hasn't. <laughs> it's, been, it's been about six. <laughs> I got excited. Uh, this is D Hop Twenty Four, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, uh, from Equilibrium. It's a double IPA. It's eight percent alcohol, and it says hops a uh, hop, just one. I don't know why hop science and and Deepa. So uh, and they're doing science. So there you go. That's anything to not keep drinking that fucking Red Bull thing. <laughs> It's fine. It's a very good IPA. It's a little, it's very dry. I'm expecting a little, not quite as uh, sweet as some of the other things we're used to, but it's good. Back to the plot. Then they're all like, this house is spooky. But wait, you know what? You know what's oh, you not know what? spooky. That's yeah, true. There are plenty of, what's spooky is how often we forget to do this. Uh, <laughs> this beer and, and maybe some of the other ones are brought to us by our pals over at Patreon. And if you head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club, you can, you too can become much cooler than either of the old ladies that fought over this house and just give a couple That's bucks true. to our podcast to support it and in return get unbelievable things. Things that it's almost illegal to tell you how good they are, but we will um, <laughs> just this once and probably again at the end of the episode. You can get free stuff like uh, extra episodes. That's pretty cool. And you get early access to all these regular episodes. Two full weeks. So if you, yeah, if you just can't wait two weeks, you can get it now. You can also get uh, fun things like you can vote in our book poll and choose one of the books we read per month of the four books we choose for you to choose. Otherwise, the poll would be it's democracy. Win. We're doing a lot better than you know the general election typically does for you, though. You have four choices, all valid. It's not like voting Mail-in libertarian. Votes do count. <laughs> And um, our, you just our, have to give us money first. Isn't that how everything works? Full tax. <laughs> but listening to the podcast is kind of like a literacy test. Anyway, the other things you can get uh, some like fit, tangible goods. I'll send you. I will write you a handwritten thank you note, and it's true, I do, uh, and send you a sweet sticker you could put wherever you like. We some people will send us where they put them. Sometimes we share those pictures. Other times I just save them for when I'm alone. And a sweet drunk guy's pint glass, like wh- that, will make. All of the things you drink taste better, almost guaranteed. And literally everything. Everything, even even pee. And then, <laughs> I mean, I would, we don't recommend you drink pee out of our glass. Even Bud or Bud pee Bizer? into it. <laughs> but it's yours once you get it. And we are, right now, our exclusive content is our read-along of Don Quixote. We'll send you a copy of the book so you could actually read along because we care that much about your, your literacy. So, uh, am I forgetting anything? Probably. It's just untold. We're reading no, I... Rain Bros. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to wish We should, we should change the name joined. of the podcast right now. <laughs> reading Rain Bros. Okay. Back to the dumb plot. The doctor tells them the whole story of the house now. And then... And they're like, wow, that's spooky. And they go to bed. Did you guys notice that um, in this... A lot of this book was just like witty banter about nothing... It's like all four characters are Oscar Wilde. I highlighted it. It was <laughs> annoying, actually. There was one passage where, like, and this is a scary. I understand that it's a scary book. It can't just be all terror the whole time because then it feels like H.P. Lovecraft. But it's it's just um, with way less use of the N word. That's what makes it scary. <laughs> how comfortable he was with it. But, <laughs> but there, there are conversations were obnoxious. There wasn't. It, it just it was so fake the way they speak to each other. Like, there's this one part here, uh, and this is about the middle-ish of the book, so it's like the second night, because it's, it's all pretty brief. And Luke and... The- She's only at the house for a week. Yeah. Luke and Theodora are babbling. Well, they're all sitting in the parlor at night. She goes, I'm going to get fat and lazy in Hill House. And then she talks about being a, a princess. Or so. Oh, and then he says, tell me, since you are a princess, tell me about the political situation in your country. And she goes, very unsettled. I ran away because my father, who is, of course, the king, insists that I marry Black Michael. Oh, shit. Who is, of course, the king, 
who is, uh, of course, the king, insists that I marry Black Michael, who is the pretender to the throne. I, of course, cannot endure the sight of Black Michael, who wears one gold earring, Jesus. oh my God, and beats his grooms <laughs> with the, It sounds like, um, I'm not going to say it. And with <laughs> a most unstable country, Luke says, how did you ever manage to get away? And it just keeps going on with this like dumb... Like they're playing... It's like the conversations from Bridge to Terabithia, but they're grown-ups in a... Like, yeah, it's constant. It's, and it's all of dumb. them. It's super weird. It's, yeah, like no one. Did people talk like that in 1959, or did Shirley Jackson think people spoke like that? She might have. I don't know. I know we talked about that when you did the. We this is the second thing of hers we've done, and this is probably the second most famous thing of hers. By far the most famous work is the Lottery, which we have done in our a long ass time ago at this point. But she wrote. Uh, she she was apparently a really popular writer in her time and wrote a ton of stuff. This was her first profitable book I read. Well, she was a professor. She was constantly writing. She was respected. She was very well reviewed. She might not have made a lot of money. Uh, mm. But she did write one. Uh, she did write two memoirs. And so she was kind of interesting in her time. She was the one who actually made the money in the family. But she also still did a lot of the you know traditional mom stuff. And one of her memoirs is called My Li- uh, Life Among the Savages. <laughs> it's about raising her children. <laughs> Oh yeah, so she's yeah. a she was a witty, funny person. I don't understand why this kind of conversation is what she puts in the book. I just maybe she was trying to go for like an old timey feel because I, I have no idea. I mean, it, it couldn't have been that old timey because they had fucking cars. It, it couldn't have been like the old times. It was probably relatively current. It could have been a decade or two. Where, I guess. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It would been one thing if it was just like occasionally, but it was constant. Constant, like, little make-believe conversations about their, like, weird, just, you know, conversational skills of just making up bullshit. It was very odd. It was like, oh, and then there was blood on the wall. And it was like, ah, but tell me about your cats. I don't know. Some, <laughs> let me paint your toes. Like, yeah, uh, a lot okay. Of, a lot of foot stuff. That's, well, you know, that's, that's how you know it's creepy, at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's frightening. Yeah. So then they eventually go to bed, and then their spooky shit happens. And it's like a ghost in the hallway, right? There's like a ghost. Well, there isn't like the first night. The first night, like nothing happens. Oh, they just go to bed. Okay, it's it's. And and Eleanor wakes up the next morning. She's like, "I feel great. This was amazing." Oh, he's like the best bed I've ever been in. We should mention we haven't yet that Eleanor is a deeply troubled lady, and they hint at it throughout. And there's some speculation that there is no ghost in this book. It's just her losing her mind. That's what I think. But it's like she has no friends or family she likes because she spent the last 11 years caring for her sick, dying mother who took 11 years to die somehow. And so she's a kind of a bitter, kind of weird, introverted girl who she's 32 now and has never really done anything and has no real place to live. So she's just like, I'll just go to this ghost study. And she doesn't get along with her her sister. They jointly own a car that they keep in storage for something apparently i wrote this line down because it was a funny line it was one of the redeeming parts of this book was eleanor vance was 32 years old when she came to hill house the only person she in the world she genuinely hated now that her mother was dead was her sister it's like ooh, this girl's gonna be catty but no she was just kind of weird the sister was a douche though her sister was her sister was trash uh yeah we'll come back to the how crazy is eleanor but there's there's a lot of she's definitely a weird person at the very least they they kind of just do the same shit every day they just hang out eat a meal well, and then get annoyed first at the day old lady they who take a the big table. tour of the house oh and they, they can't it's weirdly laid out it's weirdly laid out and all the angles are like and all the, the buildings yeah, are like plumb. made very well yeah which actually so my my grandfather once told me that like you know many years ago they didn't have good measuring tools the way people do way construction workers do now or carpenters do now so nothing was ever completely plumb or completely 90 degrees or you know so that was like normal i'm sure i think they said that in this though he did it on purpose yeah like he he built things to be like wrong angles and like the floors are like slightly not level i'm saying he didn't do it on purpose that (laughs) was just the best they could do at the time no, he was just trying to save know. face. He's like, I invested yeah. a lot of money. Oh, in yeah, this. I meant to I, do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even I mean, the thing is, the house is 80 years old. So a ho- if it was a house was built in 1880 and it's been settling for 80 years, even if he had built it 
perfect somehow. It wouldn't be anymore. Houses settle and get all weird. Like mm-hmm. my house is has all sorts of weird things that don't level up anymore. Like corners, ghosts. It could be ghosts. It could be. <laughs> it could be like the mm-hmm. reason why the bathroom ceiling is like slightly unlevel is because of all the the ghosts of the terrible things that have happened in that bathroom. But <laughs> it's like, oh no, the spirits linger. The toilet bleeds. Something lingers. But they, <laughs> yes, the blood comes out of the seat of the toilet and <laughs> gets on your toilet paper. <laughs> Houses aren't perfect. Like I would imagine is. a house that was built six months ago is not going to be exactly the same way just because things have settled and as the seasons change. It just, it's just such a weird angle. But it did... I forget if it's like the person who was the heir to the... Um, to like, like Winchester like the, the or, or Colt or like one the of those... The Winchester house is That's like really about, weird yeah. and, and has like purposely weird like 13 steps in every staircase and doors that and don't like go hallway, anywhere. And like hallways that end at a dead end. Yeah, like per- just to be weird. But nothing there. Now, the, the urban legend that I've heard, which I'm sure is bullshit, but I probably heard on like the History Channel, is that they designed it to... Must be uh, true. The, uh, it was the, like the daughter or the granddaughter. I know it was a woman in the Winchester family and felt haunted by all the people that the Winchesters had killed and wanted to confuse the ghosts, or that's the story. That's dumb, because ghosts can go through walls. But but an extra step on the staircase. You ever like take when you like don't realize there's another step, or you think there is another step, and you look like a fucking asshole. I think yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. how you, you shame the ghosts out of your house. <laughs> like they're like, oh no, I gotta I gotta look cool for the other poltergeists. I gotta roll. I can't they be tripped here. and just feel so embarrassed they die again. <laughs> just stub their toe. No, like, oh fuck it. Oh, that's, I'm gonna limp for the next ten minutes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was such a weird detail. Like. That's a weird detail of the house. The house has some rooms are a little bit rhombus shaped. <laughs> some rooms so are creepy. inside of other rooms, but they have no walls to the outside. They're just like like a matryoshka of rooms. I would imagine if you have a really big house, it's kind of going to happen. Not that I would know. It's like there's like a there's like a room. It's like a bathroom in the middle of your living room. But it's more like the way they explain. It's like it's more like a it's like a bullseye, like a target. You know, like a for yeah, dart. Like it's, it's like, like a, there's it's, some it's center like Paris and yeah yeah. And, and so rooms lead into each other. I mean, I, I guess that could be confusing, but I don't know. It just felt really dumb. <laughs> they spend a lot of time walking around getting lost. And it's sort of like at first it's like they think creepy things are happening and like doors are closing by themselves. And they're like, those figurines behind you, they moved when you weren't looking. But are they really? Or do they just? is that just the kind of thing that you didn't notice before? Or... Or are you drinking brandy all day, every day? <laughs> For breakfast, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it, it, the, in the beginning, you know, the, I want to say if there's really any suspense, and there isn't, but if there's any suspense, you have to kind of wonder at first, like, is it just their imaginations or is something spooky really happening? That's, that's the, like that's what's supposed book. to, that's what's supposed to, like, make you interested didn't work, but that's what's supposed <laughs> to make you interested in the book. I, I think we we'll we should come back. Let's get through the, the dumb plot, and then we'll get to the bigger themes, because I have a lot of questions about that. So at some point, there's like there's like writing on the wall in, in maybe blood or duty. They don't know. Well, one was chalk. Yeah. One was chalk. Yeah. I said, Eleanor, come this home is your mother. <laughs> and then one How was like Mama blood some theod. Dora, yeah, Theodora was like in her room, and suddenly there's like blood everywhere, all over her stuff, and she's freaking out. So then she has to stay in the room with Eleanor. I'm sure the doctor, you know, the 1959 old man, now he's like, oh god damn it, that's going to attract bears. We <laughs> <laughs> can't have ghosts and bears. <laughs> oh god, what if they're ghost bears too? Oh Jesus, no that's going to be grisly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, and so and then like that was dumb, and then when they first see the the, the writing on the wall, there says like "Help Eleanor come home." Uh, the writing on the wall. This book is stupid. <laughs> and then immediately after that, like Theodora just totally turns on Eleanor, and she's just mean to her the rest of the book. Like immediately, like why are you doing this for attention? I'm the only one who, who uh, needs attention here. Yeah, she becomes a real asshole. Like yeah, immediately, someone else is better at faking ghosts than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, would you call those twisted thoughts? I would. Yeah. I would. I would. I would. I would think that's fair. That that can art looks like uh, threes. 
Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely three. Nice. Well, I don't drink too much. Uh, this is Twisted Thoughts by Threes Brewing. It is a double IPA with rice. And we uh, already had this in a future episode, but it is 8% alcohol. And it's uh, still very nice. Still a bit more, um, a little more hoppy. It's definitely more of a hoppy beer. But uh, I wouldn't call it twisted. I'd say it's just fine. Unlike this book, which is not just fine. It's just bad. Indeed. So there's some it's like weird stuff happens. That and then there's like stuff that during the night, one of the nights, they like first the two ladies are outside their room and something weird is happening, and then they're like something is bang no, they're banging on the wall and something's trying to break through the door to their room. And then the two men are like, We were we were chasing a dog through the house. And it's like, <laughs> Okay, great. But we and realized it up. was just the go that we have here. <laughs> and it's it was Eleanor. And it's so cold. <laughs> And it's oh, and there's wow. like random cold spots. That where is it's like freezing cold. Next to the fridge. <laughs> it's very cold near this window you left open overnight. It's weird. So I have to ask when the when they are hiding in the room and somebody's trying to break down the door, like Theodora sees and hears it too. So it can't all be in Eleanor's head. But it could have just been, you know, like pipes making a noise. I don't know. She said she saw she said she saw like the door look like it was gonna break. Or it's Eleanor thinking Theodore, Theodore saw it. Saw and Theodore is also like dramatic and weird and might have just played along with it because she's a dick. Because they play like, along with everything. Like Don Quixote, people are like, I'm just going to play along with this person that's crazy because, you know, that's way more fun. Don't give it away for free, Nate. Got to go to Patreon <laughs> for the goods. But yeah, that's the one scene where it's like, oh, Teaser. someone else besides Eleanor is there. And I, I, that was weird. But then Eleanor, leave, the more kind of... A, important thing i think is that eleanor leaves and she's like i was holding theodora's hand and she was like i wasn't even fucking close to her hand whose hand was i holding not gonna think about it anymore that's just fine so was there a ghost in the room i don't know maybe do ghosts have hands i, I don't know <laughs> <Some of the laughs> question. <laughs> but the, the thing i was gonna say i also just watched a uh a, watching a whole lot of dumb like haunted documentaries and shit and cold spots, for some reason, is like the thing that these quote-unquote paranormal investigators are always looking for. And I was like, yeah. oh, there's a cold spot here. That's a sign of a, of a presence of a ghost. It's like, dude, maybe there's like a fucking return vent for the air conditioner nearby. Like, <laughs> It's not like, also, the house is not going to be uniformly one temperature. But they just think, oh, it's a little chilly over here. That must be ghosts. And that was that was the extent of the science the guy did in this book. The yeah, that's a science, yeah. And he couldn't, but the measurements never worked when he tried to measure it. Like, I swear it's cold here, but the thermometer isn't accurate. Like, that's not how science it works. Feels like I'm right. <laughs> exactly. I found this uh, thing in an article. It was like Shirley Jackson telling about her inspiration. She, she said. She read about a group of 19th century psychic researchers who moved into a supposedly haunted house in order to study it. And she said, they thought they were being terribly scientific and proving all kinds of things. And yet the story that kept coming through their dry reports was not at all the story of a haunted house. It was a story of several earnest, I believe misguided, certainly determined people with their differing motivations and backgrounds. So she's like, yeah, these people are just like, they really believe it. So they're just confirmation bias. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. want to believe this is true, so I'm just going to believe it's true. Well, that's, she, she nailed that part of the book. Because the, never at any point does the doctor say, I don't remember I'm saying, oh, oh, this is the whole bullshit. <laughs> and in fact, it only gets well, worse. He has a PhD in bullshit, so he doesn't want to admit it. It, <laughs> it only gets worse when his dumbass wife fucking shows up. Oh, God, his wife is the worst. And, and her boyfriend, right? Like, who the fuck was that guy? Like, that. Her her companion, yeah, who has pistols and knows how to cook potatoes or something. I don't know. <laughs> who is the? Oh yeah, we'll get. All right. So, does anything actually important happen before they show up, or not really? More spooky. Just more spiraling of Eleanor losing her mind slightly, and like increasingly weird thoughts in her head. Like I, I wrote this one down because it was very weird. Uh, when they're reminiscing about shit, she said. Once I had a blue cup with stars painted on the inside. Oh, when you looked down uh, into a cup, it was a tea. It was full of stars. Like, but she never had that. That was the girl she saw in the I, I wanted to comment on that. She, so she, she's lie, she lies to them consciously several times. 
Yeah. So the, when she, a lot of times when they ask her how old she is, she just says, "I'm 34." And then the next line is like, "She wondered why did I add two years just for fun or something like that, or just out of defiance." Then she steals yeah. the story about the couple blue stars from the kid she saw on her road trip. And then when she, at the very end of the book, when she walks to the tower, she keeps on. She's like she's re- rehearsing her story. She keeps saying, "I went to the library to get a book." I'm going to the library to get a book. That's right. I'm going to the library to get a book. And she keeps saying that, convincing herself of the lie um, that she's going to say to them. So she's full of shit to them throughout the whole book. And that's another reason why I think she's the only one that's crazy. And the only, the only haunted thing is in her head, I should say. So she ends up going to the library oh, this to is get the, a book. This is the very end of the book. We, but we should, we should talk about the cunt, the cunt wife, which is so weird. So she shows up. The doctor said, like, the whole, my wife's going to be joining us. And then they, like, can't keep track of the days for some reason, even though they're there, like, 72 hours. And this is apparently a scientific experiment. He's not dating anything. <laughs> right? It's like, we're going to keep detailed diaries and, and log everything. And then he's like, is today Wednesday? Like, how the fuck <laughs> is he doing this experiment? He's incompetent. Uh, Gallons of brandy. <laughs> today. So then his wife shows up and she brings her like gentleman companion. And I was like, is that her boyfriend? Is this guy a cuck? Like, is he just, does he like to watch her and Arthur, the headmaster? They have an open marriage. They're very progressive. But she shows up with this dude, Arthur, who is the headmaster of a private prep school for boys. And he has no idea about teaching or education. He's just like... Don't let boys cry. He says, like, some. He just has revolvers and says, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Yeah, he's like, like, okay, I know everything I need to know about you. I think all they have at the school is sports. They don't actually have classes. Yeah. He probably calls it sport, though. (laughs) Old sport? Because he calls people old old sport. sport. (laughs) But they also have uh, brought something with them that they keep referring to as though it's a person. Planchette? Which weirded me out. Planchette. Without without an article, right? Yeah. Like, Planchette says this, like, is there another fucking person here? Who, who are they talking about? But it's just a piece of wood. It's the Ouija board thing. They're playing Charlie Charlie is what they're doing. <laughs> what the fuck is Charlie Charlie? That was the, remember that? I, that was, I remember. That was like yeah. five or six years ago. It was very popular. It's like you put like two pencils and like a cross and then you write like, yes, yes, no, no, or something. And you, or like, uh, some like, you make like a, a, a Punnett square <laughs> of yeses and nos. Oh. And then you put the pencils and you'd be like, Charlie, Charlie, will I get a blowjob this weekend and then like, a pe- like whenever a pencil moved it would go to you know it invariably would point to yes or a no and then like oh the spirits and it's like no dude it's just fucking gravity <laughs> you dumbass well, well this one this one was the pencil was on like some wheels and the paper was going through the wheels like a like one of those uh, earthquake meters and it would spell out ghost words. Like, you'd ask the ghost a question, and it would be like, mm, boo! <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, there's a ghost! And they ask the ghost questions. And then everyone says, what the fuck are you talking about? This thing isn't real. And then it doesn't work the next day. She's like, you offended the, the planchette. doesn't work because you don't believe in it. That's typical ghost hunter bullshit language. You know? Where they're like, it doesn't work because you, because they don't want it to work now. They're upset. And then the... and. Well, if that's what it takes to get rid of ghosts, that's very easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in you. Oh, it's like the fuck. opposite of Peter Pan or something. <laughs> like Tinkerbell, yeah. <laughs> They're fairies. That's all it is. But the, the Mrs. Montague thinks she's helping. She's, she's not there to help the experiment. She's there to help the ghosts. She's like, please, spirits, I want to help you with your emotional trauma. Because <laughs> she has some dumb idea that ghosts are only haunted because they're you know they're cranky and she has to help them somehow even though she's a as opposed to what we know as is the truth is that ghosts are just dicks they're just mad because uh gay marriage got legalized so they just haunt houses or something i think that's is that what people believe like dumb shit like (laughs) if hurricanes are caused by gay marriage i guess ghosts are also caused by gay oh they're caused by uh black people voting that's what uh, ghosts are that's that's why the clan i guess ghosts have been around longer i think we just that's holy shit crack the code yeah do you know actually why they're dressed like that because uh they they were pretending to be ghosts (laughs) they would drive they would ride around on horses with guns and like circle black people's houses and like shoot the guns at them and say i am the ghost of someone and i died in the battle of gettysburg and they pretend to be confederate ghosts haunting black people and the black people were just like Oh, uh, we got to play along. They're going to kill us. Like, oh, I'm so scared of ghosts. So I'm not defending the clan, but that's a lot funnier than what I thought they were originally doing. 
Because <laughs> I thought they were like, they won't recognize me in this here hat. But now that they were pretending I mean, when to be it ghosts. originally started, it was just as racist, but it was mostly about like pretending to, it was just a bunch of drunken morons pretending to be ghosts. They're called Southerners, Jimmy. Yeah, that's true. If you ever see this scene in Django Unchained where they all have the hoods on, it's like, I can't <laughs> see shit out of this. <laughs> so, my wife sewed them all day. One of the fucking funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, so then um, this dumb lady and her like gentleman, her valet, <laughs> this guy that follows her around, and she just she just yells at that man. She just is Arthur. Eat a potato, Arthur. Shut the door, Arthur. Go. And he's had like, a Oof. very weird friendship. It's, I didn't really get that at all. I think I think they were banging, and the anthropology guys just so busy looking. For, for like reading articles about the Kung Bushman in his anthropology classroom that he just can't notice. That's the Maybe other, he just fucking hates her. That's the other thing I remember from anthropology class, by the way, was the, the Kung <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning of the word, yes. You're like, oh, Kung. <laughs> you gotta be excited first. It's exciting. <laughs> also, throughout this time, uh, we already said that Theodora is being a dick. Uh, Eleanor is like, hey, when this is all over, I'll come live with you, which is, you know, how friends are made, I guess. And, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, I was like, absolutely not, dude. You were going <laughs> to totally just whatever the lady version of cock block me is. You're going to beaver damn me. Beaver, beaver damn me. <laughs> yeah. Beaver damn me. <laughs> and I'm going to, when I get out of here, it's going to be a fucking clam bake. But she gets, she's like, no, you can't be my friend. Like she's literally like, you are the worst. She's so mean to her. And then and everyone piles she says, on. Like, Nell, I'm really sorry, you know, she said. And then Nell thinks, I would really like to watch her dying. And smiled back and said, don't Ooh. be silly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's... There's little, little peppers of, oh my God, she's, she's a little, little out there. So ultimately, the, uh, the big climactic scene is um, she goes down at night to quote-unquote get a book. She goes down to the tower, which has been alluded to throughout the whole book, and it's a very scary tower. Even th- it's next to the giant weird statue of him, of Hugh Crane and his weird little daughter statues. And they're like, this is creepy and unsettling. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Just, just have some more brandy. It won't bother you eventually. <laughs> but they do say this several times. Just like, just keep drinking your brandy. That, that's, that's how his, his form of you know, medicine. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Yeah. So, still in the bloodletting phase of science. <laughs> Well, I think, I think it was like, uh, historically, medicine goes like, you just die, then bloodletting, then it's drink brandy or a hot toddy, and then there's antibiotics. I think that's like, yeah. there's like no other important yeah. steps along the way. 3,000 years of civilization. <laughs> so uh, this tower, like, it's supposed to be scary. And this is one of the, another thing about the book I really didn't like. There's nothing scary. There's nothing said that's scary. It's just like, it's a scary tower, and it's so scary. I'm like, how? What makes it scary? You can't just tell me it's scary. That, that That's not effective. It's like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, there's no description. It's like, oh, it's really scary. As soon as you got there, you could tell it was scary. She describes the house de- decently as, like, you know, weird and interesting and spooky. Yeah, I don't remember the tower, but it's not. It, it, I don't really understand why it was scary. Well, I think the one yeah. thing is that the 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 she, the maiden might have hung, hanged, hang, hunged, hanged, hunged. It's it's hanged if it's a person and hung if it's uh, a guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how that rule works, but okay. Uh, uh, that she, is how it works. She's well hung from the tower. <laughs> <laughs> she hangs herself there, and. Or allegedly, she may have hanged herself there, and or she may have hung. Is the is the past participle hung still? It's still hanged. hanged. Even if it's you know the past perfect. I don't know. You would she say she might have died there. She may have hanged, or she may have hung. Hanged. But if it's like you hang a picture on the wall, it's hanged. Hanged. Right? Hanged. It's 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 hanged if it's a person. She may have been suspended from the tower by a rope, but by her neck. Uh. That's, but again, the doctor in his, in his research, he's not even sure. He's like, she might have died there. So Eleanor is drawn to the tower and she climbs up, but it's like decrepit somehow. Even though the house, everything else is in good shape. Like the like a rickety staircase. That's on the outside of the tower, it sounds like. Because they could see her. They could watch her going up it. 
It's like it's like a spiral thing that goes up. You can. It's like uh, at least I kind of pictured it like it was in that shitty ninety nine movie. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just yeah. like a spiral iron staircase that you can kind of see the person going up it. Yeah, and she gets to the top, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, come down now!" And then they yell at her, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Get the fuck down, you idiot!" And she's like, "I I went for a book." <laughs> it's literally the exchange. And then uh, Owen Wilson, ironically named Luke. Holy shit. He goes up and saves her, but he's a dick about it, too. He's like, you better fucking walk down and not die because I'm really sweaty now and I'm mad. I'm just sweating brandy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get down there. You got to just leave. And they just give her luggage and tell her to get in her car. <laughs> You're harshing our fucking buzz. This science experiment will work fine with just one person. I don't need you here at all. <laughs> You can be the control group. Go away. <laughs> anyway, so she gets in her car and she's like, "Yes, I'm getting away." Well, first she like first like fuck these people, and then she's like, "Yes, I'm getting away." And then she drives straight into the oak tree in the driveway, and presumably and dies. Dead. It's never. Ex- it's not explicit. You know what? They need to cut down that tree. That's the second person <laughs> it's killed. I blame the caretaker. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's just bad landscaping. That's the only problem with the house. He's like, no, no, the leaf peepers really appreciate it. It's it's, it's a nice, uh, adds the resale value of the home. <laughs> so then she, and then there's like just one paragraph where they're like, and it's like the end of an 80s movie where it just pauses on each character and tells you like one sentence about them. And and they basically just all go back to life and they're like, Theodora went back to her quote unquote friend. Yeah. Where they owned a Subaru, and I can't really think of other lesbian stereotypes. And I don't remember what happens to the others. Nothing important happens the to The other guy's either. like, I'm going to inherit that fucking mansion one day, and it's going to be scary how rich I am. <laughs> and that's it. It, just, it doesn't matter at all, because they were not important. No. Not really. The end. And this is considered by many people as one of the greatest works of horror ever. I've heard it specifically ghost stories. You know, and I, I think that's an important distinction because it's a haunted house or you saw ghosts or whatever. And um, but it's not like you know a scary story because scary you know horror and scary could have all sorts of other things. I read it was the difference between horror and terror. I also saw that on Wikipedia. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I, I, I take your word for it. I don't know. As did I. <laughs> so I was trying to understand what that meant, and it sounds like the kind of shit that some douchebag lit student would write for their you know master's thesis. What is the difference? I, I don't. I don't quite understand it. Terror versus horror. Uh, terror is the like the feeling of dread and suspense before, like like ooh, once like something could happen. And horror is like the feeling of like you get after a so scary it's like thing the anticipation versus release kind of yeah. Thing. It's just like it's more like dread versus like judge dread being yeah judge dread is like judge dread <laughs> versus the second just dread. I see. So horror is like being repulsed by something. Whereas, yeah, basically, it's like the revulsion of, like, oh, the clown is eating a body, as opposed to, I wonder where the clown is. All right. I hope he's not eating a body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it, he's doing exactly that. That, that just sounds like a, a sort of distinction that is important only for specialists. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It says that Neil Gaiman chose this as the scariest book of fiction that he's ever read. You know, I love Neil Gaiman. That bothers me that he likes this book. Yeah. Stephen King loves it too. So it's one of the this and turning of the screw, the turn of the screw. He wrote uh, it was the only two great novels of supernatural in the last hundred years. I'm glad he didn't include any of his. No, yeah, he didn't. I agree. So uh, I, I know Stephen King loves this book, and and one thing that made me think of Stephen King is like, oh, the house is something evil happened in the house, and now the house it's house a, is about, it's a weird place. It's like it's The a Shining, scary place. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, but. Stephen King's books are all overtly supernatural. It's very obvious. I mean, overly obvious usually when you have to then learn that 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 spooky ghost also has an uncircumcised penis or something. Like Stephen King gives you way more information about the ghost. (laughs) And massive (laughs) jihubis. Like he can't just be like, it might have been a ghost. Like, no, it was a ghost. And not only do you know its name, but you know which way he dresses in his pants because like, Stephen King also is obsessed with dicks and balls for some reason, and Jahoobies. Well, who isn't? No. Theodora was. but Not us. <laughs> no, definitely not Theodora. Theodora was into Jahoobies. 
<laughs> oh, she wasn't a dick of balls. No, 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 no. But uh, <laughs> this this book is ambiguous. This is not that clear cut that it's a ghost. You know, some you, you it could just be her losing her mind. I think it is her losing her mind. I think she just goes nuts, and the other people. It's not from her perspective in like it's a first person book, but it's clearly her experiences like what's being followed. It's a narrow third person. There you go. Mm. So we don't really know the other conversations the other people are having when she's like daydreaming weird shit, or that scene where Luke and Theodora just try to lose her in the yard, and then she finds a ghost picnic, and it's a very spooky picnic. Yeah, we're going to the brook, and she's like, "I'll meet you there." Like, yeah, d- no, <laughs> they just they just fake her out. Um, because they don't want to be with her because they know she's a fucking crazy weird person. And then, um, in her, you know, not only was she, she weird because of her relationship with her mother, who, by the way, she might have killed, because at one point she, oh, yeah. she goes, "Ah, oh, my mom." She eventually reveals to them after her like 18th brandy, "My mom died because I didn't wake up to give her her medicine, but I would always wake up. But just one night, I slept through and she died. What happened? That's funny." And they're all like, whoa, all right, that's a cool story. The reason she was selected to be in the house is because as a child, her house was in the news because like a poltergeist was in it. But the poltergeist... Oh, that was the one with the stones, right? But the poltergeist only really affected her, not her sister. I thought that they, the whole family was like, the neighbors are throwing rocks. Yeah, that's what the mom thought. Oh, these neighbors just don't like us. But it also reminded me of... Haruki Murakami when like the leeches would just fall from the sky. It's like, oh, is that what's happening? <laughs> That's just a thing that happens in Japan. I felt like the the elements they didn't like fit together. There wasn't kind of like there wasn't like the the book starts with, oh, these people were chosen because they have these paranormal paranormal things that happened in their childhoods and but there was only like that wasn't a thing that mattered later in the book, except, I mean, I guess, I guess it's hinted that uh, Eleanor might be just crazy. But that, that's weird stuff that didn't fit. Then it's like all the stuff about is the house haunted is like, or is it just everyone's imagination? And that's kind of like not really explained either. Just the parts didn't fit together. And I didn't care. That, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was bad. I found this other thing, uh, some literary guy, I forget who he is, doesn't really matter. He said, he's, he puts his finger on the real terror at the heart of Hill House, loneliness. This was taken directly from Jackson's life. The author felt neglected by her husband, and as she started writing Hill House, wrote him a letter that ended, you once wrote me a letter telling me that I would never be lonely again. I think that was the first, the most dreadful lie you ever told me. And her husband never read this book. Refused to. <laughs> wow. Happy marriage. Yeah. And also, she, she, was, she was agoraphobic. She's a strange uh, person. I mean, I kind of want to know more about her, actually. Maybe this is like semi-autobiographical, but like with a big metaphor. I don't know. But it doesn't make it spooky. No, dude. I could see it being like, okay, it's like a book about, you know, being unhappy and losing your mind. But all these horror writers, like, this is one of the best books of horror I've ever read. Like, it's, I, what? I don't know. No, it's not scary remotely. Horror is anticipation again. Is that what that one was? Yeah, I think they mean just terror. like as a, as a horror as a genre, oh, but okay. like not like the horror terror, but like it's one of the scariest books. And you'll get it was one of the scariest books you ever read. Like it was not remotely scary, though. I I still believe that no book is actually scary, but this one was definitely not scary. I wasn't scared no, once. Definitely, I not. was bored. I was scared. I wasn't going to finish reading it. <laughs> it's it's just really hard to be scared by a book, maybe because now maybe like in the olden times it was different but uh i don't know i think i think you could be scared by a book i have been scared by some things in the not not the same way i'm usually scared by movies and i do get scared by horror movies but this book was not even in the running i was equally no. scared by this as i was by cool runnings actually <laughs> like that's how oh, you mean you mean it was one of the best things you've ever seen uh i'm i'm, I'm just ranking in terms <laughs> of their scariness okay uh, it was scary how good it was. Uh, <laughs> scary Spice is scarier than this book. Yes. The busy world of Richard Scary is scarier <laughs> than this book. Was that the thing? Was that his name? Yeah. With Huckle, no, Huckleberry that's, Cat that's or whatever. Totally right, yeah. <laughs> that's totally right. Yeah, I, I just thought it was 
I forget what I said recently was the longest 300-page book I've ever read. I think this was actually the longest 300-page book I've ever read. This was... It wasn't that long, was it? 246 pages. This this was this was a slog for me, and I really wanted to like it. Yeah. So, I mean, once you realize that all the conversations are bullshit, you can kind of just skip them, and you don't miss anything of the plot. Though that's... You actually enjoy the plot more, probably. <laughs> You might make a good short story or a novella if you just took all the things out and it was just her and then all the side characters. So, so I wonder if all those things were in there to like make her... Because it's only a week, right? Her craziness yeah, is much like more gradual uh, if, if over, when you have this other crap in, the between, in between. But then again, you realize it's only been like six days, dude. Keep it together. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've had corn in my stool do longer than that. <laughs> like, that's not six days. You should see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, it just seemed like when you, when you zoom out a half a millimeter and you're like, oh, wait, that was fucking one work week and she went insane. <laughs> that's, and she didn't even have a real job. She didn't even work. <laughs> she did drink a lot of brandy, though, which is also a terrible way to do science. Like, let's make sure everyone's drunk. Or an awesome way to do science. Like, unless this paper yeah. was the effects of brandy on idiots in, the, in a haunted house, then it would have been, you know, appropriate. Does more brandy equal more ghosts? Study says yes. <laughs> if this was like actual present day and everything was actually secretly being filmed for a reality TV show, it would have been better. Like, this is just producers putting on weird shit that happens in the middle of the night to like freak people out. That would have made more sense. That would have made a better story. Do that in America, you could do it. Well, you ask them. You have to ask them (laughs) afterwards. You can't. You can't sell their shit without their permission. Well, they sign sign that away the second they go in there. They would never. Or you get them to sign a release, or you guess it, but you don't really tell them what you're doing. You just like they know they're being filmed, but instead it's just like oh, it's the real world part nine hundred and seventy three. (laughs) But you make it like haunting of Hill House. It's it's big ghost brother. But, but Puck is there still, and that's Who's what Puck? Puck was like the original douchebag from Real World. Yeah. I forget who's on Real World. I never World. saw any Real World. He's on Real World one or two, like real early, and he was just the obnoxious guy in the house that was just. Did you watch Real World? Uh periodically, as in like when I was ten. Yeah, I watched some of it. Mm. I remember Real World New Orleans. That was about the last one I watched. That was like nineteen ninety eight, probably. The sweatiest Real World. Oh yeah, it's gross. <laughs> But yeah, so who should read the book? No one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anyone. Though if you like horror, it's a classic and, you know. So, whatever. I've never seen the show. You guys say it's good? I really you enjoyed it. You guys watched it? I'm actually going to watch it. It was a very, very good show, but it was not aside from the names of characters and there is a house called that has anything to do with the, this. I see. It, but it which very, might be why good it's good. <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of the best horror things I've seen in a long time because horror can almost ninety percent of the time just be terrible, and I love horror. And I'll still watch the terrible ones because it's awesome. But this one was it was a genuinely very good show. Has that the mom is really hot? What's her name? <laughs> the one from Son-in-Law, Polly Shore movie. You didn't watch. You don't know the films of Polly Shore. No, I know Shore. Son-in-Law. But I don't know who played the mom, movie. and I, of course I've seen Son-in-Law. I'm not a I'm not a, an idiot. Want to want to bet? Only two of the three people on this podcast have seen something. He hasn't seen any movies. He still hasn't watched any movie we told him he had to watch yet. He's like, did you guys hear about okay, this new no, thing? The there, jazz was singer? there was one. There was one that I saw. We're just going to yeah. strap him to a chair and didn't make the jazz him watch singer the just come out last year? Just... What's the jazz singer? It's the first talking movie. Yeah, with Al oh. Jolson. When he's a, Al, a in, Jewish in guy in blackface because black his face, father yeah. wants him to be a rabbi. It's Oh, there's some confusing wow. racial things going on in that film. <laughs> it is is really, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that, but I know it's bad. There's also a remake, minus the blackface, but plus Neil Diamond. So I don't know if that if that evens out. But there's a Neil Diamond version <laughs> from the uh, from like 1980. It's pretty awful. I can imagine. I like Neil Diamond. Well, we're doing this also because the second season of the show is coming out, but apparently it's slightly more like an anthology show it's not like a continuation yeah it has it has a handful of the returning cast um but it's it's based entirely on henry james the turn of the screw which we already did for that movie that no one paid attention to and was terrible and was really not good nor scary except for the lack of hats (laughs) i know right like maybe that's that's what's gonna make it 
scary. Though that does have a lot in common with this book. Um, because the haunting of Hill House, it's also it's the po- haunted setting, and then like the kids being a little bit crazy. In this case, they were ghosts supposedly, but in Turn of the Screw, they were actually there, not wearing hats. But but many people, I mean, I don't remember. I have to go back and listen to our episode now because I have not thought about that book at all. But many people wonder similarly for Turn of the Screw: Did the governess imagine it? Was she just driven crazy? And that's kind of what we're sounds like we've concluded about Eleanor in this book that she wasn't yeah. crazy, that there was no ghost. She was just crazy. And she went, she thought some dumb shit. And that might be what happened in turn of the screw though, when they made the, so that, that's an interesting thing that's similar to both of these, uh, the original books at least. So they're just going to take a bunch of old stories where they don't believe there are actually ghosts, but they're going to make it into a real ghost show. They're going to improve them by adding ghosts. <laughs> now with more ghosts. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what their MO is, but it's just an interesting... Since we have read both of the books now at this point, that, yeah. that is an interesting interesting thing. We'll see. Maybe they, they turned one shitty book into a good show. I, I'll check out this new one, too. Though I watched... Did you see the trailer for the new one? No, I haven't. It looks like it's very... Just from the trailer, it's much more overt that there are ghosts and that the kids are involved somehow. Mm. At least that's the way the trailer's edited to make you feel and believe. We'll see. It could be anything, except ghosts. <laughs> I will watch it. I will watch it. It comes out uh, like a couple days after this podcast does. So Timely. It's like we planned it. <laughs> Weird. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And if you've listened this long, why not uh, leave us a review wherever you're listening? Just uh, round up to five stars for each time they say... Oh, we never even mentioned the joke in the beginning and, and Journey's End and Lover's Meeting. <laughs> that was the stupid... She just repeated a bunch of dumb shit. That was it. Yeah. Well, every time she says that, add a star and then we'll be the best goddamn beer book podcast you've ever heard of. And don't forget about going to Patreon and giving us money so that we can buy beer to read books without ghosts. Most of them don't have ghosts. Some do, but the vast majority don't. This one sounds like it didn't either. The streak continues. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.